I don't even listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. I'm Sandra. I'm Kylie, and today we are bringing you another Canon Fodder episode. It's nearly the end of the year, um, so we figured since it's been two years since the episode that shall not be mentioned, mm. we would take a look at some of our favorite fix it fix. So post um 15 20 mm-hmm. i paused them because i was like i didn't know if i was gonna say it or not sometimes <laughs> sometimes i get feelings about this and sometimes i'm like oh i'm not talking about that episode um and then when we were talking about it we realized that our favorite fix it fix uh our favorite <laughs> fix it fix so i actually have not written um a post post canon fix it fic um but our lovely friend d has written one and Sandra has written one, so we're going to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So in the interest of not being incredibly narcissistic, I'm going to talk about Sandra's and she's <laughs> going to talk about our friend D's. Because otherwise it would just be Sandra bigging up her own work. And while I would love to let her do that, she wouldn't. She's too nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'd written a fix-it fic, I'd talk about it all day long, but uh, you're too nice. You wouldn't. If I went, you talk about it, Sandra, you'd be like, um, well, no. no, I mean, I think I think if we talk about it like as a discussion, then yeah, but I'm not going to be like, oh, look, this is like my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would. It just I happens would. to be mine. Um, I will say I like, um, I do like going back to certain parts of it. And we were before, before the re- actual recording, which took a little over an hour before we actually started recording this one, maybe an hour, almost an hour and a half. Um. Oh God, yeah. Whoops. We uh we got into like returning back to two favorite fix or and just like sometimes the the breadth of of a work is just so great <laughs> that even if you love something that much, you don't necessarily have the the time um to go mm. back and read every single thing. So I know for me picking Picking D, Dandelion Dreaming, um, and her, the Rookie series, as, you know, my favorite ending fix-it, it's really kind of drilling it down to the fact of what she did with the storyline and how she changed it um, from what we ended up getting uh, overall. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's... um, I mean, I I know personally when we start talking about mine, I'm I'm proud of it. I'm very proud of it. I good. think it, I think you it's be. I think it's a I think it's a good piece, and it's got a lot of a lot of nice nice parts in it. But we're gonna throw a lot of love um, all over Dandelion Dreaming. Um, sorry, D, there's no Winchester sandwich here, but you know you get you get us talking about um, about the rookie a little bit. So there is a Winchester sandwich in the rookie. No, but I'm saying like right here and now. <laughs> Not a, it, it's just us it's Carly yeah. and Sandra <laughs> right I'm with you because I was like that definitely oh, I know, is it's I one know of my is. yes favorite yes. and least favorite scenes of the entire yeah. thing oh because come on she go with breaks. me Carly I was <laughs> trying to think <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry did I ruin your thing I'm sorry 
I'm sorry. Doesn't come, my impromptu stuff doesn't happen often. And when it does, man, come on, you got to just let it, you got to let it go. You got to let it breathe. I got Yeah. Um, always be saying yes. <laughs> always say yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. So yes. do you want to, since you're kind of like in the flow with Rookie, do you want to, do you want to talk about that first? Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll be, yeah, probably makes the most yeah. sense now that I've been thrown off a bit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm genuinely, I'm sorry. I was just, you just caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting I know, no, I know. Um, <laughs> so I suppose when we say, when we say the rookie, well, I don't know about you, but we don't necessarily mean the rookie series because that takes place in canon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's like the main. But that's the jumping off point, like right yeah. to where we end up getting. Um, yeah. The main part of the rookie series takes place throughout season nine. Beginning of season nine, I think, and then into season 10, primarily. And Mm -hmm. the character of Rookie, which is the reader, um, is thrown into Supernatural, uh, basically after the death of a best friend, and ends up getting involved uh, with the boys, wants to train, learn how to be a hunter. Uh, From then on, each of the different parts, not all of them, but I, and I've, I've gushed about this. Um, and I know you have too, Carly, the way that uh, D takes parts of canon literally like will take you through almost, I think she takes you through the entire season, pretty much of season nine, or if not, she starts very close to the beginning of season nine and mm-hmm. takes you through the different points, timeline of what's happening, but ends up getting reader inserted in, in some cases where you'll see a scene where it's been completely reworked with reader in it and others where I think Carly, you've said this before, where it's almost like the readers off screen, if you would watch yep. an episode, uh, but then gets you into maybe another part that wasn't shown or so. So there's lots of mixing of that. And I it just, I love, I love that. Yeah. The way it kind of goes in and out and then literally in some cases with Dean, but uh, <laughs> see, gotcha. Ha. You um, got me that time. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it it just weaves in and out of canon so beautifully, and she retells like scenes from canon from a, a third a third person perspective mm-hmm. that genuinely could be deleted scenes, or you blinked mm-hmm. and you missed it in the episode, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then she'll take you off and do like all of her world building mm-hmm. around. It's it's just it's beautiful. It yeah. really is beautiful. Yeah. So it's it's definitely an investment, but I think well well worth the investment of time. And she also does a great thing of her songs. You know how like a song is matched up with each each yes. part that she puts out, which I think it's 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 very evocative. She's done a whole playlist, I think, too that you can like you go on. She's Spotify. done she's done multiple multiple playlists. Yeah. There's a playlist for um. The Hunter in Training, the Rookie. There's a playlist mm-hmm. for Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a playlist. Yeah, she. So she's got like the sort of four main like stories, and then there's little timestamps that go in and amongst them, and all the timestamps are after a song as well. Mm-hmm. And then she has playlists for the main, you know, the main work. So Hunter in Training, the Rookie, uh, the Rookie hunts Tulsa home. And if I could see you one last time, and they all have playlists, they all have playlists as well, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Incredible. So I think my thinking too of, about it was, cause I had to go back and look to actually see like when she actually wrapped, wrapped up the 
the part that I think kind of is the part that gets into the fix it for the ending is part 10. Uh, if I could see you one more time. Yeah. That part was wrapped up in June of 2020. So what I liked about this, and I think it parallels what I did with mine is that no matter what the show was going to give us, we wanted the boys to have um, a happy ending. So it ends up, and I mean, spoilers, I, I don't think, I mean, it's such a big thing. I don't think you could really spoil the overall just experience of reading it, but um, Dean and Rookie, you know, do build um, a life together with their twins. Uh, they have twins and the twins names are Charlie and Susie. Um and I loved reading what ended up being a sort of an offshoot, but still a part of the rookie, which was the Daddy Dean Drabbles. And that gives you domestic Dean and how he navigates parenthood. And it bounces back and forth. It's not it's not linear in its timeline. You you could get a snapshot of um teen teen twins and then um baby twins and then toddlers. And so it kind of like goes back and forth. And I, I like seeing the trials and tribulations that of just a fatherhood and of being um, a partner that Dean has to overcome his continued training over the years of being a hunter. And I've just got to protect at all costs and not, not think about the other people the other people's feelings or reactions or how they would want things to go. So I think there's all of those residual issues and concerns that you still get from Dean and rookie really being a, a just a, a good mm -hmm. counterbalance in a lot of ways, um, even though they did go through a lot of things similarly together trauma, but I guess being more of that, this is what life is like, you know, like this is how we're supposed to follow it. And also yeah. Um, I enjoy there's a Mr. Mittens, which mm -hmm. is the um, which Mr. is a, Mitts. Yeah, Mr. Mittens, uh, Mr. Mitts, Mr. Mittens, and just uh ends up being Dean's like cat side. Familiar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just so great. Um and we have that was that was intended to be, I think, an origin story of, of Mr. Mittens, mm -hmm. but um it, it it, it it may still come, but it hasn't yet. It's in we our have, heads, at least. Yeah, we've talked. We about have it. discussed yeah. Mister Mittens extensively, and he is also one of my favorite parts. And I hope she's not mad about that because she put a lot of time into her characters, and we're over here going, "But the cat's the, the best cat, one." Yeah, yeah. Um, but the so for the thick wreck uh, again, like overall, it's it's a great experience. I'm going to do my reading is going to actually be um part of the daddy dean travels which is the dress uh which, which is my favorite yeah Except, no, yeah no it's my favorite my second favorite is very very close behind that yeah and it's basically dean's dean's dealing with the fact that um uh rookie let uh their son charlie uh wear a dress to school and that gets this whole like sort of discussion that he has with sam and goes back and forth with reader and it's this um is this enlightenment? I think, you know, that you kind of see Dean, you see Dean working it out as he's going along, which I really love about, I love about the character and I love about Dee that she really gets, she gets Dean. And I think she kind mm -hmm. of, you know, she doesn't necessarily give him a pass, but she's like, okay, well, these are the things he's got to overcome 
before he's going to get to that point. And I, I think he has a he has a discussion with Sam too that I think kind of just kind of gives him that oh huh you know that, like that kind of like I should think about yeah. this a little bit differently you because know? again in in true like this weaves in and out of canon uh, i mean it, it doesn't it's it's a fix it's it's mm-hmm. post canon but it could weave in and out of canon so easily and dean's like this is a huge problem and mm-hmm. sam's like no it isn't mm-hmm. you stop that right now mm-hmm. and sam is just completely calls dean out on his bullshit and just has no time for dean's um heteronormativeness mm-hmm. if you will mm-hmm. inter- internalized heteronormativeness which is that boys don't wear dresses and that's mm-hmm. that's not right and it, it i suppose it's probably best out at this point at no point in this fic is dean coming at this from a, a homophobia aspect he does not mm-hmm. care that his kid wore a dress what he cares is people were mean to mm-hmm. his son because mm-hmm. he was wearing a dress that's mm-hmm. his issue mm-hmm. not that charlie shouldn't have worn a dress because boys don't wear dresses mm-hmm. rookie shouldn't have let charlie wear a dress because she should have known mm-hmm. he would be bullied for it and he's very much wraps them babies up in so much cotton wool it's unreal mm-hmm. and they have they have no power of his bullshit either <laughs> rookie all the kids are just mm-hmm. like will you stop it yeah yeah. So, and he's just kind of like, you know, it's it sort of learning that you have to be the change you want to see in the world. You know, mm-hmm. you can't, as much as we like to, we can't wrap our kids up in cotton wool. And the world is going to be hard to them. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you can do is just try and make it a little bit better mm-hmm. going forward. Mm-hmm. But it just, that conversation with Sam, who was just like, you are a colossal idiot yeah and if she divorces you i won't blame her and dean is like please don't joke about that i think she might <laughs> and it is it, that it hands down out of the out of the daddy dean travels mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that is my favorite followed very closely by the first installment which is uh daddy dean travels daddy in training yeah um without getting too much into the spoilers of it dean doesn't actually come into the twins lives until they're about what are they like a year maybe they're 14 months in that first installment yeah so it's so it's about maybe like what a two-year gap between when she's when she and dean have been together right like i think because in terms of the yeah yeah because so the, the, the the babies that they're, they're not really kind of like babies mm-hmm. um when he when he comes into their life for various mm-hmm. reasons so all the things that you naturally learn as you become a parent, because you have no choice. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck about how scared you are. They're just going to, you need to get on board. Mm-hmm. It's an incredibly steep learning curve. Dean missed all that, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. he's scrambling to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is just because of the very nature, the sort of, she stole what happens from a, a real um, story of Jensen's, which is, and I, Pretty sure our, our fan base is, is mostly female, but if you have kids, you know, if you are a mom, you've probably seen the father of your children do this. If you are a dad, you may have inadvertently done this, but I guarantee you only did it once, which is go to your baby when they're like a tod- like learning to toddle and they come up to you and you go, hi, baby, and you pick them up, at, pick them up and you throw them up in the air 
and you don't know that they've just eaten and they throw up all over you. <laughs> and you do only do it once. And the mum is usually the one that's looking at and going, how did you do that for? <laughs> While the dad's like, I fuck, um, help, I'm covered in puke. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it is. You know, a real kind of in at the deep end, this is how it do be introduction to fatherhood. Okay, everyone. So we've had a little bit of a um, reshuffle of the causes that we like to promote in light of the upcoming holidays. Um, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, any of the holidays that you might celebrate, we are inclusive. So um, we're still promoting um, Ukraine relief. You know, of course, it's not getting the media attention it needs, but the Russian unlawful invasion of the Ukraine is still going on. So again, we'd like to draw your attention to World Central Kitchen, which exactly as it sounds, helps to feed people, not just in the Ukraine, but in conflict zones all across the world. We are also still drawing attention to Global Giving, the Ukraine Crisis Fund Relief, which of course is just sort of like a centralized donation place. And then they distribute the funds where they are needed the most. So if you can, please, there is no pressure, but if you can help out either of those causes, give a little bit to the people in Ukraine that are still massively affected. That would be awesome. Sandra, you got causes? Yeah, um, I just wanted to highlight a couple things and basically more, I guess, US-based related, but overall over the years, I've just kind of learned how important it is to keep learning and keep growing, accepting yourself for who you are and reaching out for help when you need it. Uh, So I have a couple new ones uh, to talk about, but One of the main things is just supporting basic human rights um, with all the changes, government, voting, all the wonderful things that are happening here. I feel like learning more about what's happening in our country is important and finding ways that you can take action are equally important. So we've got uh, the American Civil Liberties Union that we'll have as a link. And then prioritizing your mental health. Uh, just how important it is to reach out and know that there's support and education if you need it. Coping and, you know, getting over things just is not a a viable option uh, and something you can continue to do. So um, I have the National Alliance on Mental Illness, which is uh, NAMI, I think is how you pronounce it, NAMI.org. Um, and mm-hmm. then for those of us who have, who are basically across the board, but adult survivors of uh, child sexual abuse is one of the things I've kind of been wanting to highlight more, that there are resources, um, ways you can move past it on the site for rain.org, which is Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. No matter what, the abuse was not your fault. It's never too late to start healing from this experience. So thrive, not just survive after abuse. So those are mine. Yeah, and of course, they will be centralized to the US because obviously that's where Sandra's based. But I do know, I believe it is Star in the UK, um, surviving after rape and trauma that does very similar work. But I know if you reach out to um, Rain, they can direct you into the right place for your location. Um, Again, hammering home, it's the holidays coming up, guys, and not just for LGBTQ plus people and youth, the holidays can be hard for everybody. We know that. That's why we're putting these mental health networks out there. Don't 
suffer in silence. Reach out to people if you need help. But especially for my LGBTQ plus people out there, holidays, sometimes you have to put yourself black back in the closet, even if you're living out and free. You know, sometimes you have bigots in your family, people that don't support you. It's fucking hard. And it's very easy to say surround yourself with positivity, but not everybody has access to that. So if you're based in the UK, again, I want to signpost you to Switchboard LGBT which is a sort of talking service that will put you in touch with people who will help you, will talk to you, you know, just somewhere that's safe and supportive. And the US equivalent of that is the Trevor Project. Again, reach out. They will put you in touch with people to talk to. If you're not safe at home, you will find support in these places. And the Trevor Project has resources for international lgbtq plus youths um because we know it's different everywhere in terms of what laws govern and you know what kind of public atmosphere there is towards our community so those are the causes that we're promoting and we just want to say you know happy holidays may you be with good people may you have good food may you have good times but be safe take care of yourself you need these help yep Take care of yourself. If you need this help, please, please reach out and access it. And if you can support any of these charities, if you're in that position, please think about doing so because everybody needs somebody. Back to the episode. Yeah. So I think it's it's really mainly just, um, I think the avenue she took with Dean and Rookie too. Um, I just like seeing that that side of of Dean as as a dad and yeah so I think I'm guessing it gets canon divergent maybe around if we're talking about two years what if I think they there's the whole demon stuff with Dean that I think kind of left them so maybe around season 12 or 13 would have been I think no 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 it it diverges right after um Dean dies after Dean dies and comes back as a knight of hell when he's got the mark. Oh yeah. 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 And then it, I guess I'm talking about when they come back, like when she comes back into his life, it would probably be season 12 ish or something like that. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Again, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff in there, but, um, yeah, I suppose it's, it's maybe, it's maybe not a true post 15 fix it, Mm -hmm. but it is a post canon fix it. And honestly, I would trade in, the last five seasons to give Dean to give Dean this yeah. this chance. Yeah. I would absolutely do that. Yeah. I so. would even trade in the season 14 grief beard. Oh, okay. I would. I want him well, to be I'm happy. sure Sam would have grown it at some point anyway throughout that. So it could always be put in there. So that's not a big it's not a big yeah. deal. Yeah. We could get that. We could still get that in there, I'm sure. <laughs> He's my son and I can make him grow any facial hair. Yes, yes. So anyway, I mean, that's that's kind of my ending fix it. And I do like that again, you know, she had that mindset before. It wasn't, it wasn't like a, oh, I saw this and now I'm going to fix it. It was no, we we're just gonna make sure that they they have happy. Um and Sam yeah. too, because Sam's mentioned as you know what he's, you know his future as well and it's you know it's it's still it's all good it's all good stuff i think for for everybody for my around for my sam lovers out there sam and aileen get together 
and they have kids as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and they live. I don't think they live too far apart, but they don't live together because Sam and Dean move out of the bunker and move mm-hmm. to different places in the in the USA. But no, Sam, the saline ship sails on, which I love. And they they also have kids and it's just, it's just really fucking nice. Yeah. If you just want some comfort, it's just nice. So you could, you could start for the porn and then stay for the comfort because there's definitely a ton of that in the rookie. And I mean, it's just, it's kind of like a roller coaster ride. And then it kind of, you just kind of get all that and then you just settle, you know, you get into this like nice. Yeah. Nice sweet spot. Um, goes from E to G. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, it does. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's backwards. Normally it goes. Normally it goes the other way. Mm-hmm. I would argue you come for the pod and you stay for the incredible story writing. Though. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you, that. I mean, that's what I think gets you in, probably. And we then, all know that you come for the porn, though. You know, that's that's what we're doing. Porn with feelings. That's that's my thing. <laughs> porn with yeah. feelings. Yeah. Yeah, that's but yeah. So again, like there'll be a little reading of not all of it, but um, it's not that long. Daddy Dean Drabbles, the dress, written by Dandelion Dreaming. Rating is general audiences. Author chose not to use archive warnings. Category is female male. Fandom is supernatural. Relationship. Dean Winchester, you. Dean Winchester, original female character. Dean Winchester and Sam Winchester. Character. Dean Winchester, Sam Winchester. Additional tags. Protective Dean Winchester. Sad Dean Winchester. Parenting. Wise Sam. Gender norms. Boys can wear dresses. Fluff and humor. Brother chats and advice. LGBTQ themes. Unlearning Transphobia Stereotypes And this is part 15 of the Rookie series and part 6 of Daddy Dean Drabbles. Summary Because I couldn't leave them alone, I'm back with some Dean slash Rookie snippets and Drabbles, set after If I Could See You One More Time. Dean has messed up badly, so he video calls Sam to ask for help and advice on navigating gender norms for his son. Twins age nine years old. Notes. Special mention to Harry Styles making waves with his Vogue shoot this week. And this was published in November of 2020. Hey, Sammy, what's up? Dean grinned into the camera. Dean, it's still really early here. Husked Sam, stumbling out of his bedroom. The video feed from the phone giving Dean nothing but darkened hallway and ceiling as he made his way to the kitchen so he didn't wake the rest of the house. Early bird catches the worm. Rise and shine, Sammy. Rise and shine. Dean sang into the phone. Crap. What have you done, Dean? Asked Sam, rubbing his eyes and setting his phone on its stand in the kitchen as he began making himself a coffee. What? What do you mean? What have I done? He spurted. Man can't call his brother and say hello without having done something? No, because I know you. And I know you know what time it is here. Sam yawned. Also, you're calling from the garage. I just thought you might be missing baby is all. Look at her, Sam. 
beautiful as ever, eh? Dean smiled softly, turning back to look at the sleek lines of the 67 Impala. Maintaining her was becoming more and more labor-intensive and expensive, but he still loved every minute. Susie had taken to joining him in recent years, keen to know what the parts were called, excited to help him, even if she was just passing him a wrench or sitting in her special, watching and staying out of the way spot. Her little nine-year-old face filling with joy when the engine turned over and the rumble started, eagerly scrambling to clamor inside and go for a ride. The Impala looks great. It's nice to see her again. But if you're out in the garage this early, it means you are either avoiding the house or you don't want anyone to know you're calling me. Most especially your wife, I'm guessing. Yeah, um, well, Marquis might be a little bit out of shape at the moment. Began Dean. Because? Prompted Sam when the silence began to stretch. It's not really my fault. I know it usually is and I'm not proud of myself. But she shouldn't have done it. She shouldn't have let him do it. Or she should have at least talked to me about it first, growled Dean. Okay, so what should she have talked to you about? Asked Sam patiently. I might have yelled at her for letting Charlie wear a dress to school, mumbled Dean. What? Why? Spluttered Sam, nearly burning his tongue on his coffee. That's what I want to know. Why would she let him wear the damn dress? But I, uh, I was too busy yelling at her to find out. I didn't even think he was into that stuff. Sure, he's not into cars and guns, and I didn't care about the dolls thing when he was younger. But dresses at school? Jesus, what was she thinking? Grumbled Dean. Sorry, D. I can't read the whole thing, but I'll read this. <laughs> um, oh God, can you imagine? No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> so I'm just just crying into a microphone, going, "No more." Inside I cannot like, I anymore. Can't. Uh, yeah. So no. um, that's so mine. that's Sandra's, and then I, of course, I'm bringing Sandra's, um, which is a proper post fifteen fix it um, series, which is some sunny day. And it's set in the lovely state of Delaware. And basically the idea is, um, you know, Frida's just cutting about her life, doing what she's doing. And this this lovely hunk moves in next door with a 67 Chevy and a suspiciously large collection of knives. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We don't know if he has a large collection of knives. He does have a Chevy Impala, though. Yeah. Um, so obviously it's Dean and it takes us through um you know they them kind of just like you know getting to know each other um starting to like give things a try dean's you know he's gonna try and do do life properly um you know and it's it honestly it starts out as this 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 really nice just like slow burn little romance story and then sandra got all plot on fucking everybody and then all of a sudden it like it's not sudden it's not like boom you know there's no explosion but it goes from just this this cute little this cute little like oh and they were neighbors kind of thing into this really like in depth you know 
ancestry, witches, magical powers. Really, really good. Amazing, amazing storyline. She blows me away with her ability to just leave these little bits in things and then pull all the threads together. And I'm like, holy shit, I didn't even see that. (laughs) It's amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. So there's um, nine installments and they're all... Uh, they're all based after um, James Bond. They're not all based, no. Not all of them are based, no. No, because I couldn't come up with anything that creative for all of them. I started... It started A View to a Winchester. Yeah. Yeah. From Delaware with Love, uh, The Hunter Who Loved Me, uh, License to Love is a bit later on. I don't Mm -hmm. think every little thing she does is magic is a Bond film. No, 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 Just, um, just those four, because my... That was my initial thing. Was like when I when I came up with the Avuto Winchester, I'm like, oh, I could. Every part will have a, and I was like, no, I can't. There's just there's only so many Bond films, and I can't, I can't twist there are them around that Bond much. Films, but but figuring out ones that really made no, sense, I agree. I couldn't really use that, but I agree. My whole the start of it, and I know I've I've said this, I've said the story before. I came up with the the first idea for Avuto Winchester. Um, was around COVID and um, literally just like we were home. I was like, well, maybe I should, maybe I can write a Dean, a Dean story. And I was going to make it maybe like around COVID based where I was thinking, you know, two people who are kind of like neighbors, but don't really know each other. And then somehow, you know, if she just looks out her window, there's this hunky guy and because they don't really have any other options, maybe they find a way to communicate. I don't know what I came up. I was going to come up with something stupid. I'm like, no, let's just not do COVID. COVID's depressing. Let's just have it be, you know, she's come into this neighborhood. She knows about this guy from other neighbors, doesn't really know his deal, gets to know him. So yeah, it's pretty much a, it really is just like a standard romance happily ever after that first one. There's a little bit of, you get Dean's insight and you find out about him um but julie doesn't yet for quite a while i think it's another couple parts before all of that kind of hits the fan and then deals with that so my fix it wanting him to have a happy happy ever after i started that in march of 2020 i think finished viewed viewed winchester was done um and then i was still writing different parts up until the series ended and then midway through then I got the ending like I knew what the ending was finally and then as I kept writing I was like well I have to find a way in this part to change what happened and so then that became a little bit more of like plot finagling like up until like that point I was like okay well now I've got to like figure out what happens in my universe that doesn't have all of those horrible things happen that um ended up happening at the end of the at the end of the show and i think that might be i think that might be licensed to love i think where you find out like in my universe what what happened at the end of that with god and all that fun stuff so mm-hmm. there's a couple different different things going on in there too but yeah no i am um, i love i love the couple 
I love Julie with Dean, even though Julie is, yes, probably based a lot off of me still. I <laughs> I love her. I know she, yeah, I know she, I know she has a name and a, and a background and an identity of her own, but I just substitute her for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My husband would not be, my husband would not be happy. Don't listen to this one, Tad. Don't listen to this one. It's too late. He already knows. Um, Um, Because when I told him like what happened to like her husband, he was like, really? I'm like, it's not you. (laughs) Oh my God. I had to do that with my husband. Yeah. For something that I wrote. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I was oh, like, honey, you know- I'm like, it's not based. I was like, it's not based off of you. I was like, don't think it's based off of you. Like, even if the heroine is slightly based off of me, it's like a you me. I said, there's a difference. I'm like, you are nowhere, shape, or form. He's like, yeah, but you, you're, you're divorced. I'm like, <laughs> the character is <laughs> divorced. Like, I'm not divorced. So yeah, it was um. And then what I end up oh. doing to the ex is just like, I was just like, oh God, I hope he, I'm sure he's never read it and he never will, but my God, I don't want him we to ever think that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want him to ever think that. Um, yeah, you know, so I had there's... to do, I had to do that with um, two minds though. Mm-hmm. Cause that was, that was one that I bullied my husband into reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I need you to know that it's not based on you. I don't think <laughs> you're all of these things. And he was like, I didn't think for a second it was based on me. And I was like, okay, well, some of them are. Okay, some of the scenes and things I base on 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 you, on my feelings for you. You know, like I draw from our life. Yeah, you know, art imitates life, and I need you to know that you did not feature in this at all. Yeah, yeah, but those are things that I think people need to understand that writers. There's no way it's just going to come out of thin air. Even if you base something off of sci-fi where there's aliens and, you know, the, some of it's coming from experience. It just has to. You can't have a good conversation between two characters. And for it to sound legitimate and real has to mm-hmm. come from experience. Yeah. So yeah. I just think that's that's important to remember when you read too. The only thing I'll say too different about maybe mine as opposed to D's is... I've kind of gone the, the, um, the way of like, I, I struggled a lot with like, you know, will they, won't they have kids? Um, cause I kind of feel that a lot of people base happily ever afters on, well, they get married and they have kids. And I don't think that's, what's going to happen with Julie and Dean. Mm. Um, I think that Dean's going to have the focus of maybe being a really great uncle, being the fun uncle, you know, all those kinds of things. And I think, you know, Julie will be able to take part in that, but I don't think they end up having kids. I don't know because I haven't really continued. I've got another thought brewing in my head. I have to, off recording, I have to toss it, toss it out a little bit. Because if I get into plot, it's going to take a while before I even get into what the heck am I actually going to write. But um, yeah, I kind of did go off the rails a little bit. I added witchcraft. I added all this lineage stuff. I started. And I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's good or bad. It's just kind of how oh, it great. started going. Um, it's it's great because it creates, because you had, you had the, you kind of had the like sort of happy ending at the at the end of the um, the first installment and they got together and it's all cute and stuff, but you've got to like, nobody reads, like, you got to have a little bit of conflict. You got to have mm-hmm. something to happen. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like Dean was trying really hard to work through a lot of his issues that were going on. And obviously mm-hmm. the reader has that they're, they're divorced. They have residual issues there as well. Mm-hmm. 
but I kind of feel like they were doing good. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was it was coming to a good place. Mm-hmm. You gotta if you want to keep going, you've got to throw something else in there. Yeah. And what better than witchcraft, which Dean notoriously hates. Yeah. Hates witches, hates magic. Well, I don't think he hates magic, I just think he hates witches. Mm-hmm. And it threw in this whole other dynamic, this whole new challenge for Dean, mm-hmm. which was could he get over his own bias to, you know, work, keep the relationship going, keep it working, and also be supportive of Julia. She was learning a lot of things about her past and learning about her abilities and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I just think it was, I think it was at the right place to go. I did, I did mm-hmm. really like that. Good. I um, mean, yeah, I'm I, a huge fan. I am. Um, like I said, that there's there's smut too. In case anybody's interested, it's not a ton in the first one. It's kind of a slow burn. There's like bits and pieces in there, and then it comes to, which I will say, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite scenes that if I could ever, if I could ever have that, if I could ever have Dean Winchester like act like just see it like i want to see this scene like played out which which one um, the one where they they have sex for the first time that one is because of the the conversation and the build up and the feeling in it that i yeah i gave myself when i was writing it i would love to see something like that i know it will never happen but in my head i see it but it's mm. it's experiencing that Dean and I talked about safety a lot and Dean feeling safe, feeling home with someone outside of Sam. And Mm -hmm. it's that growth, that letting himself feel safe, that kind of really, and the fact that I ended up using night moves and I had not read that D had done, she'd done a part, uh, like an offshoot that was like a little like one shot that was like Night Moves, the song. Mm, I love that song. And kind of like, I would play that when I was writing it and like, okay, at this point, you know, maybe this is where you'd hear that verse, you know, and maybe at this point, this yeah. is where you'd hear that verse and kind of like almost try to time it to that song. Like I could see that as being like the soundtrack in that scene it sounds it sounds crazy but it's just like it's one of those things where oh no i get no i get it i really i don't know i pride myself on trying to have conversations and dialogue that feel right especially yeah. when you get into dean as a character because he's so well you know that he's just he's just like i don't say that to ted the other night we were watching an episode i'm like my god i'm like i just i love this character so damn <laughs> I'm like it's a sensitive it's, muffin. It's it's just like it's just you. I think he will like out of anything fictionally or otherwise, he will be my favorite character ever. And I never thought I would say that about a fictional character. And here we are. You know, it's like I'm mm. I'm still kind of. We made a whole podcast on the obsessed. back of your love of being Winchester. Yeah, but I mean, like being obsessed with him. You know, like yeah, in, not in a bad way. Hopefully not, but the concern for him the wanting him to get what he deserves uh kind of thing so yeah, yeah i think that was a part of it too so yeah i do love that scene that's like one of my favorite scenes i think that i've i've um i've ever written um yeah because it made me very emotional when i was writing it i was like oh boy I'm like okay oh, baby. yeah 
Yeah. I gotta go reread that now. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. go reread that scene. Oh. Yeah. So I got I gotta say, my a few a few of my hits, um, because this series is long. <laughs> and I said I was gonna reread it and then I didn't get time. Um, so just a few, a few of my favorite hits is you take them to it might be around Christmas, mm-hmm. but you take them to somewhere in Delaware and it's uh-huh. all lit up. Yeah, Longwood Gardens. It's not technically in Delaware, but it's like right off. It's right um, past the border into Pennsylvania. It's called Longwood Gardens. No, but I did. Yeah, I totally I was like, I got to take Dean there. Dean has to go there. And you just like the the way that you described it and they're like they're walking. It is around Christmas, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's all lit up. And I was I was right there. I was right there. And I I fucking love when work does that. I love when writing takes you right there and it's like mm-hmm. watching a little movie and I was like oh my god that's so fucking cute I love it <laughs> I love I love that I love that I love Jules and Jingle Bells mm-hmm. she ties him up come on now I'm a filthy <laughs> filthy pervert that's all in I think that's all in that one yeah it's so it's that one starts um it's a couple weeks before Christmas so it's around Julie's birthday um big big surprise my birthday's mm. in December also <laughs> a couple weeks yeah. before Christmas so yeah it takes him onto that whole thing and then yeah, I Julie ties him up. <laughs> yeah, and you know, <laughs> you tagged that Jensen has made Snowshells like a kink because mm-hmm. that that was done around the time Jensen posted the video of him shoveling snow off the deck in uh, in Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Yeah, and he's all like, you know, like he turns so we get a better view of his ass, and he's um, all like, "Well, it ain't gonna shovel itself." It's yeah, fucking great. I thought it was done. Jules and Jingle Bells was done with um, Julie's birthday, and then I saw then Jensen did that. Then Jensen did that, and I added like I think three more chapters to Jules and Jingle Bells with him because <laughs> I thought he would get such a kick out of um, snow blowing. Like you know, he would just be so into it because I remember that scene of him mowing the lawn, and I'm like, he would totally want to get in on that and just like wait for a big snowstorm. Oh yeah, toys to go play to with. town. And yeah. So I I threw that in there and yeah, at the end it's it's Julie tying him up. There's a there's diehard references. There's all the things I love about the holiday and even the build up when I was little around my birthday. All of that stuff. And another like really like nice continuation of their their growth together and what they get to experience. Cause I think we've always talked about, we want the boys to have a nice Christmas, nice yeah. holidays. Um, you did that with step into Christmas, um, you know, wanting to give them those moments that maybe they think they don't want, but then when you give it to them, they're full on into it. And even if they are grown ass men, they're going to wear an elf enjoy. With and, yeah. And ugly sweaters and all of that. <laughs> they stuff. were not ugly. I found nice sweaters. Yes, but the quote unquote <laughs> ugly sweater. Um, yeah. So yeah, all of that, all that stuff. And I think, yeah. Sorry, I wanted to go out on that because when you mentioned that, I just I, I thought about that. But yeah, that that whole thing and um, yeah. Giving I do. That. I really, I really do love that. And another, another one that I wanted to, like draw reference to is um the latest one, which is every little thing she does is magic. Um, mostly Jensen. because I, f- I feel like I might have bullied you into that one a little bit. Cassandra was like, I don't have done this and made one completely throwaway reference. And I was like, no, all of this. Um, what? And you're just like, 
I wasn't gonna do anything <laughs> with it, but all right. Um, but do you know, you know, I like that one because you stay fairly consistent throughout the series in that Dean is in his 40s, it's post-canon, and it takes place mm-hmm. like a couple of years post-canon. Mm-hmm. So he's like in his mid-40s. So the intimate moments, intimate moments between people in that age bracket, you know, they're not 18. They're not mm-hmm. screwing like bunnies all over the place. Mm-hmm. But for that one, for every every little thing she does is magic, because <laughs> Dean's um, c- cursed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he fucking, like, he lets the beast out. And I really like that. <laughs> You wrote this super duper, like, nearly quarter of a million words, entire world, and I'm like, yeah, I like it when the pawn gets really good. I'm filthy. This is why I don't write plot. <sighs> um, but I do. I I don't know. There's just there's just something something about that, and you know, he kind of just gets like a little bit dommy, mm-hmm. and it just lets lets the beast out a little bit. But mostly, I like that one because I feel like that one has. The most of my corrupting influence on it because mm. it was just a, too uh, the, yeah. towards the end. <laughs> that was it it was just a throwaway comment and i was like sandra you cannot do this to me you cannot threaten to spank him and then not come through with the goods and you you were done with it you were like but i'm finished and i was like well i was like okay well how can we make this make no. sense in in, yeah. in this story so yeah i i tend to Plot and there was, there was a lot of a lot of a lot of fun plotting about how how would this come up, you know, mm-hmm. how would it and I was like, well, if it was me, <laughs> I would, you know, go all in on this. But I don't think that's gonna work out that great for, yeah. for Dean and Jules. Yeah. So at least not right away. Little... Yeah, I don't no. think so. Um but it was yeah. I just I really like that. And I love like I love the sort of um, you know, like Julie's mom. I love, I love her so much. We <laughs> so happy, and I don't know. I don't know if it's an accurate representation of your mom, but it's I always semi, imagine it is semi accurate. It's it's let's put it this way: it's the representation that I think people get when they meet my mom. Like they get that, they get all of that good, that goodness um, of her, like yeah. you know, wanting to feed you, wanting to take care of you, like you know, um, her little quips and stuff like that that she'll just toss out her her accent and how she doesn't quite you know get everything the way that it's supposed to seem when she says it and stuff like that but yeah 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 I just I really love that and again for my Sam people out there this is another saline ship that sails Mm -hmm. all the way over to the other side of America yeah (laughs) doesn't come up that often he lives in California um but Sam Sam and Aileen also they have a baby Mm-hmm. Um, which prompts a lot of conversation between Jules and Dean about whether they think that maybe, mm-hmm. you know, that's something they want. And I have to say, I understand what you're saying about people thinking that happily ever afters, you know, have to include like marriage and and kids and things like that. And mm-hmm. I will tell you personally, I don't want to fucking read that. <laughs> don't <laughs> want that. Mm-hmm. This is my escapism. Mm-hmm. Because inevitably it goes one of two ways. Mm-hmm. You either craft that and then you have to, so then you have to deal with a baby. So mm-hmm. it either becomes a plot convenient baby that just bobs in and out and is yeah. not consistent. Yeah. Or then you're writing a fic with a baby. Mm-hmm. And I don't, that's. And I love like what Dee did. Like Dee did a perfect, like, she did these snapshots and she goes back and forth. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's a great thing that I don't even want to try to 
you know what I mean? Like emulate, because I feel that that's, it's its own great representation and idea of what it would happen. But yeah, I hate it's, and it's not just plot convenient kids. I hate them. And I don't want to do that with, um, like I said, like I've talked about it, watching big sky, like there's kids that you don't even see anymore. And they, they were there like for one season, then they're gone because it's not convenient to have them around for whatever's happening, but they'll bring them in if they need to for something else, but then you wouldn't see them again. So Mm -hmm. it's that. And I don't just, I just don't know if it like feels right for these two. Like I said, like I keep going back and forth. I think the same way that they are about it. Like, yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, it's still a question, but I don't know if I ever, if we'll ever get to that point with them. Like if I do end up writing another part, I don't know if they would have that in there. I don't know. I I definitely think this particular dean in this particular universe would really heavily lean into being the fun uncle mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and he's gonna he's gonna teach his nephew all the things that sam doesn't want him to know mm-hmm. you know and he's gonna like take him for his first beer when he's 16 mm-hmm. you know and he shouldn't he yeah. shouldn't and he's he's gonna teach him to drive in the impala mm-hmm. and you know he's gonna He's going to be that really great uncle that's just like so much fun. The one that you always wanted to spend time with. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, I don't know necessarily if, if a baby is, is right for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's your universe. It's your Dean. You can do as you choose with them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's telling you how to write your Dean, but I just, that's my personal take on it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like I don't, I don't have a, a fix it. I have a, um, like a, a an AU, mm-hmm. and I adamantly refuse to put children in that because I'm like, then I'm writing my life. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. supposed to be escapism. Mm-hmm. Now I'm supposed to write about all the things that I want to do with my life, but I can't because I have children. Well, I can, but yeah, you know, no, like, no, they're yeah. there. Yeah, you know, I, I can go on a day trip to Whitby, but my kids are there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I wouldn't like. Don't get hung up on like every happy ending has to have. Oh no! I just you know, I've I've noticed a white picket fence that and... that's that's a tropey thing that a lot of people will lean into, and a lot of like like romances that I've read, or if you just like go to the ending in the epilogue, you know, it's oh, you know, they got married and they had such such so many kids and like that kind of stuff, and I'm like, well, you know, lives are all very versatile and different and change and evolve and become these things. And I think, I know I myself as being child free, I kind of, I'm almost like, maybe I just want to represent what it would be like for two people, you know, in the same situation that Hubs and I are in and, you know, just making a life that's about the two of us um, Mm. and how that family looks, you know, because it's still family um, yeah, and how it, how it's, you know, just as valid and just as important part of the world as any other family and however any fa- every family looks like. So that kind of thing, I think it's just my, my take on it, but yeah. Um, hmm. And I also like that Julie's not a good hunter. Like she's not meant to hunt. Um, and you no. get that really from the, from the, you know, as the, as the, I was going to say the show as the series goes on. Um, but she ends up getting thrown into the hunting world and then with all this other stuff that happens to her she's still not necessarily the hunter um but she you know she learns she learns Enough. how to utilize her own 
power. She's working on that, finding her place yeah. in all of it. So I like yeah. it. It's a good I like story. It. <laughs> I like it as well. I like it as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's great yeah. to discuss when you have the author there and it can be like, so what does this mean? Why is that like that? Yeah. Well, if anybody has any questions, they can always they can always ask if they've read it. Um, and they I wonder what I was thinking it. about. <laughs> go, go read it. It's Just great. Yeah. It's great. Well, thank you. I'm glad. I like... I mean, I could I could talk about Julie and Dean forever. I just love, I love them, and I've I've used. Um, I'm looking at it now. Used a certain <laughs> con photo uh, for inspiration. Because um, thank God yep. that one time he actually was wearing he was wearing flannel in a picture that I took with him. I'm like, yes, it's Yay, Dean. <laughs> Dean. <laughs> so yeah, mm. I had to. Um, I I threw in I threw in a little Jared reference um in uh, birthdays as well with the the worn out tan boots because he keeps showing up <laughs> in sam's boots <laughs> and i'm like yeah do you know what it's fine <laughs> so yeah oh. so this, this ended up being longer than i thought it would be but that's that's good we got and again i'm um i'll pick something to read from uh from the series uh, don't worry gonna, it won't be the whole thing <laughs> if you're gonna go not porn mm-hmm. with it being the holidays i would totally recommend the little the gardens thing okay the longwood gardens part okay yeah i could definitely do that jewels and jingle bells written by drasna rating is explicit no archive warnings apply Category is female-male. Fandom is supernatural. Relationship, Dean Winchester slash original female character. Character, Dean Winchester, Sam Winchester, Eileen Leahy, Castiel, Jack Klein. Additional tags, fluff, comfort, birthday, Christmas, angst, smut, vaginal fingering, Anal play, oral sex, sex, dirty talk, snow, domestic fluff, Jensen has made snow shoveling a kink, light bondage, sparring, hunter training. And this is part six of the Some Sunny Day series. Summary. Dean helps Julie celebrate her December birthday. Notes. Consider this bit of fluff a countermeasure for the Unity episode to try and combat all the angst. More than likely a two-parter. I've been needing me some comfort, Dean. Hope you enjoy. This was published in November of 2020 and completed in December of 2020. Dean passed his cup to Julie. She sipped the Pilsner. They mulled about the beer garden an hour into their travels, German folk music blared from the Oktoberfest-like tent. The smell of ale was sharp and pungent at this rest stop. A winding path between towering, narrow tree trunks, wrapped and lit in a rainbow of colors, awaited them next. Dean tapped a boot on the concrete in time with the beat. Cass approached Dean head-on and stopped a foot in front of him. Jack wants to get going to spend some time at the train display. 
Dean nodded. Sure, we'll catch up. Cass planted himself in front of Julie next. Are you enjoying yourself, Julie? Julie's eyes widened, passing the large cup back to Dean. Very much. She grinned. Cass smiled. I'm glad. Dean said you deserved a special day. And I agree. He left in a hurry after a quick call from Jack. Dean chuckled to himself. What? The look on your face sometimes, Jules. You were trying so hard to figure all this shit out. He kissed her forehead. I love you for trying. He pointed to Cass catching up to Jack. See that trench coat he's wearing? Yeah. That was like his superhero costume. He wore that damn thing all the time. But not with a dad sweater and khakis. Business suit and backwards blue tie. Julie's nose crinkled. It must have smelled awful. Dean laughed again. Not really. He shrugged at Julie's look of disbelief. He probably just snapped his fingers and dry cleaned it. His vessel didn't operate the same way our bodies do. Who the hell knows, really? He chugged the rest of the beer and tossed the cup in a nearby receptacle. His arm draped over her shoulder. They started down the walk. Julie risked the cold temperature, sliding her hand out of her warm pocket to intertwine her fingers with his. She lowered her voice as they passed, a meandering group on the path. Would he be offended if I asked him some questions? About his vessel? What it was like for him before he turned human? Cass doesn't get offended by much. You know that. No, I don't know that. I haven't had a ton of interaction with him one-on-one. Either you or Jack or both are always around. Hmm. Well, you wouldn't. Julie chuckled. What? Flannel is your superhero costume. Can't argue that one. Julie stared up at that face bathed in ever-changing colors as they strolled. His gaze darted from side to side, taking in the sights. He'd dip his head down every so often to meet her eyes. Julie mumbled, I like making these kinds of memories with you. She lifted up on tiptoes for a second to peck his chilly lips. Me too, sweetheart. He grinned. That. But there's a lot of there's a lot of really good a lot of really good bits. There's a lot of comments of me going, mmm, she better shout at him, and then you never write her shouting at him. Because Dean fucks off and does a lot of dumb things. Yeah. And I you know. cut it off. Like yeah. she she likes leaves on cliffhangers a bit. Mm-hmm. So you cut it off with Julie finding out what Dean's done mm-hmm. and then having to go and fix it. And I would be constantly leaving comments like there had better be yelling. Oh, he is taking all of the piss. There had better be yelling. And then come along and you write reasonable conversations. And I'm like, no, yell. Well, him. I you think won't that, learn. Mm, I, yeah, I guess I've learned from my husband that yelling doesn't always work. <laughs> so maybe I'm, maybe I'm putting it's a little escapism. bit of my, it's yeah, escapism. but still, I have had some times when she gets upset. Why? Well, yeah, I guess you're talking about yelling, yelling. Um, I, I am talking about like. Um, the opening of um, Quarter After One, 
where they are yelling at each yeah. other. That's one of my fix, it's not one of Simon's fix. But mm. they are they are yelling at each other. I don't know. I just I'm always a fan of getting the emotions out and mm-hmm. shout. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have a conversation. But mm-hmm. if I'm super mad, I'm gonna yell. Mm-hmm. We're gonna need to have a yell and then I'll talk to you. Yeah. But did, Sam, Sandra doesn't go that way. Sandra is nice and reasonable. And they have conversation. I mean, she's kind of hauled off at him a couple of times, but not yeah, not yelling. But I think they're and I think I probably go the passive aggressive route with Julie. Um, sometimes mm. a little bit more. And because I kind of don't know I don't know what her yelling would look like. I know what I look like when I'm yelling. I'm like, do I want to do that? <laughs> Julie? <laughs> I don't know. So the key, the key point is you have to start it with, I just find it funny how, and then off you go. And then you're not in control anymore. Whatever she says is whatever she that's how I start a lot of arguments. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, who knows? I mean, like I said, if there's another part, maybe, maybe, maybe it will finally just I guess I mm, this is a thing that we talk about too. I don't want to keep rehashing how Sam and Dean used to always have the same kinds of Oh, here they go again. Oh, here they go again. Oh, here they yeah. go again. So I'm trying to, I really want to see some growth on Dean's part. Yeah. And I think that that entitled means too that the partner that he's with has to show mm. some growth too. So I don't know. We'll see. But she could have a, him, she could have a meltdown once. <laughs> I don't just, think just like once, it. That's a, just once, that's all I ask for. I want it could her be to really dangerous him. now, though, if she has a meltdown. So that's the thing, too. Like, if I melt her down, she might we're talking the so, up. <laughs> yeah, she could really do some major damage. Oh, so we have to see. Oh, well, you know, we'll see. I'll see. What I don't happens. know. I just, I just think I just need, to, I just need to have a one. <laughs> I think everybody, everybody should have one good yelling session. Yeah, that's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but like Jules, like rookie. Different universes, different deans, but both very good for their respective deans mm-hmm. and encourage growth, like you said, mm-hmm. which is yeah. important. That's mm-hmm. important. Sam in my universe doesn't grow, tends to be where he is. But I am basing that on the assumption that my reader made him go to all of the therapy. Yeah. So much. Or the assumption therapy. that Sam did go to some sort of therapy that I think we've talked about too, like a little bit outside of you know, what was going on in Supernatural, where Dean never did, you know? Um, yeah. I have Dean going into therapy in my in my series based off of Sam saying he went, he's, he went to therapy. He's been doing therapy. And then Dean's like, oh, okay. Um, well, I need a therapist that, you know, can handle all this Hunter shit. Uh, Sam's like, hey, yeah. God got plenty of references. <laughs> Yeah, so, but if, Jesus know. Christ, Dave, please go to therapy. What the fuck? Yes. So yeah, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we've given you our two recommendations for ending fix-its um, that just completely wash away what we consider not the not the best ending of the show. The episode that doesn't exist. Which we are eventually, I think, going to have to do a do an episode podcast episode about um because we keep like talking about it but you know maybe we. i just don't know i've like i feel like we've been pretty strong <laughs> pretty strong oh, i know but i have been strong. said but we've actually said i think we would actually just do like a breakdown of that like a breakdown of it like a full yeah. breakdown so it's feelings, it's on the list stuff yeah yeah it's it's on the list 
there's a there's a there's a big old to do list. It's on the list somewhere. <sighs> somewhere. Where's... It's in the meeting agenda, probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Somewhere, I think. It's 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 in the. Yeah, it's written. <laughs> yeah, it's it's right there. A special hate episode for fifteen twenty. Yeah, it's there. Uh, anyway, so I guess we should wrap this one up. This has been longer than expected. Big surprise. Um, it's only been about an hour. Oh no, it's only been about an hour of us talking. Yeah, and then we haven't put the fake. I think I'll have to make them. <laughs> I, they're they're going to have to be just snippets. I don't think they're going to be that that long. Um, so yeah, uh, let us know um, if you've come across a a really great, um, you know ending fix it that just you know throws canon out the window even if it's you know right after uh 1519 or maybe it's somewhere you know season 10 maybe goes all the way back to season five and just gives the boys um a different ending from the show Mm -hmm. uh ideally a happily ever after but it could be an ending fix it that you know maybe doesn't look like what d did and doesn't look like what i did and isn't necessarily the boys you know getting together with a reader or an original um, female character could be the boys just together and happy. It could be Dean with Castiel, all these different ending fixits um, that I know were, there were many. Um, <laughs> that were so many. <laughs> AFV was virtually unreadable with Castiel fixes for about it was a lot. two months. It was a lot. Yeah. So yeah, just let us, let us know, give us your thoughts um, on what, you know, your favorite ending looks like. For the boys yes where can they reach us to do that sandra uh they can email us at idling in the impala at gmail.com or on twitter we are idling in the letter d impala so send us an email send us a private message send us a tweet you know all that good stuff um in the description of this um episode you will find the links to our personal socials if you want to reach out to us on twitter and our AO3 accounts, if you have been utterly enticed by Sandra's Some Sunny Day series, which you obviously have, because I'm great at summarizing it, because I've read it loads. <laughs> and you're obviously like, holy shit, I need to read that immediately. But you'll find the links in the description to them. Uh, also in the links will be our Kofi page. If you feel like you can and you want to, just give us a little donation. A lot of hard work goes into this podcast. And if you feel like you can give something back, it would be endlessly appreciated. If you do donate, you will get access to our behind the scenes. Is it behind the scenes or behind the seats? Uh, it's behind the scenes channel. I don't think we have behind, called the, behind the seats. Yeah. We have back we should seat. change that. We have back yeah. seat for the actual like channel itself. And then we have behind yeah. the scenes for the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But you will get access to our behind the scenes channel on Discord where we post just little bits of, you know, little bits of nothing. If we do like a, a live watch or a react or something like that, it will go in there as well. Also, also in the <laughs> description. There's a link to our merch page. Guys, we have so much merch. So much fucking merch. It's the holidays. Go ahead and treat yourself. Do you want a t-shirt that has pillows on it that say they're Sam and Dean's pillows? You can get that. Do you feel, you know, a particular um, affinity for one brother? You can get a shirt that says, a sweatshirt that says Sam's pillow or Dean's pillow. You can get Idling in the Impala shirts, hoodies, uh, mugs, stickers, all that good stuff. It is the holidays. Treat yourself. Pick up some merch. And also, 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 this is the last also, I promise. In the description, 
Sandra's author website. The link is in there. That's where her original fiction lives because Sandra has a new book coming out on the 20th of December. Sandra, tell us about the book. So the book is called Cowboy Cantor. It's a contemporary Western romance. It's based in um, Virginia. Uh, It's basically like um, enemies to lovers, friends to lovers, that trope. Uh, Fish out of water, getting to know um, this sort of transplanted cowboy from Texas uh, based off of a certain person slash character slash like a cowboy from tech who who would that be but yeah Hmm. so it was um it was it took a while uh to get to get done and written I think I was kind of start and stop for a while and then I really had a a good like four or five months to kind of dig in and get done get edited um as of recording I've finished officially narrating the um audiobooks and I just have to edit that and get that up on ACX for hopefully the release to be around the time when um, Cowboy Cantor comes out on ebook and it'll also be available in print too. Uh, so yeah, I'm working diligently on all of those things. And I think when this episode comes out, it will be on December 13th, I think. So it'll be a week away from yeah. when uh, Cowboy Cantor will be available for everybody to read and I hope enjoy. And I, again, I'd love to hear comments, critiques. I'm all about constructive criticism. So, you know, if there's something you liked, thought could have been a little bit better, I'm all for listening to it. Can't change the book now, but I'm all for hearing about thoughts as to what, you know, how you enjoy, didn't enjoy what you thought could have been different. Um, certain bits yeah. that you liked. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to uh have this little baby out in the world soon. I'm hoping that people like it. It's my first kind of cowboy-ish kind of romance. I can't say it's full on cowboy, but you know, it's got cowboy elements in it that, you know, if you Other like people... if you like your hero in a cowboy hat, he you get yes. to see that. <laughs> That's kind of all it needs for me. I'm like, does somebody at some point wear a cowboy hat? If they wear it in bed, that's even better. But if somebody at some point wears a cowboy hat, it's cowboy romance for me. Cowboys don't. Uh, this is not a thing anymore. No way, it is still a thing, isn't it? It is still a thing. I think. Yeah. 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 I think so. Well, yeah. We're not. We're not. We're not going to get picky about stereotypes here. People wear cowboy hats. Cowboy romance. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's all works. So yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm excited. So yes. Yeah, so and I when hope- this. When this goes out, I will also only have one week to wait because I don't even get early access, guys. <laughs> I definitely feel like I should get early access, but I don't. I have to wait until the 20th, just like you guys. So Aww. don't forget to pre-order. Links yes. in the description. Yes. Hint, 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 hint. <laughs> links in the description. So, but loads of links in the descriptions, but that's where you can find all of our stuff. So on that note, we will say thank you very much for joining us in the back seat, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.